What are you doing out in the snow? It's 32 degrees below zero Celsius. And my dad is working hard, looking beyond the extents of hypothermia, hypochondria, and all the elements combined, he works to build a fence. A true servant, a true worker, a true exhibit of hard work and ethics. This is my father in whom I am well pleased. Hey, it's me again. Does your job still suck? Are you still mad at your job and therefore life sucking? Then you should join the Bitcoin podcast Slack, where the people there don't suck, or at least their jobs don't. So, in essence, their lives don't either. Join the Slack. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> For life. We got some, we got some uh, new hats coming soon, eh? Hell yeah! Are you are you excited? Yeah, this thing's browning. This used to be a black hat. This is black. Hair was all day. Dang, dude! At least you have a hat. Never got a hat. True. We have like <laughs> there's like thirty people, random people around the globe that have hats. There's Ken, yeah. Ken Bozak, me, yeah. D, and um. That's 30. I yep, believe he was. Hey. Omar Bam. Omar Bam has one. He used to wear it on his podcast a lot. Other than that, randos. Yeah. Gave them a, all out at yeah. like the Texas Bitcoin conference. Interesting. Yeah, I remember that. Like giving away free stuff. They, they took them. They took them fast. It doesn't matter what you're giving away at a conference. As long as they know it's free, it's gone. It's I mean, gone. I'm wearing a badger shirt. So. It could be stale fortune cookies. If you've got it, it says if there's a sign that says free, take one. It's like 30 seconds and they're gone. They're gone. Everyone's like, oh, free. Ooh, I'll take that. Anyways. Hello. I got swag. I told you my, my, like my goal in all of my clothing, right? Mm-hmm. 
It's no. the only wear swag swag from dead companies. Interesting. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a weird flex, right? So it's a, it's a real weird flex. It's like Is Badger a dead company? Badger's no, not doing too dead. No, 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 no. I just got this. Oh, okay. It's so dying. I, I, probably got this at Denver, so I took a few steps back when I got all that stuff. But Ooh. I got a bunch of stuff from dead companies. <laughs> F or ETH? You say F? I say F. Wow, I say ETH. I think, doesn't maybe matter. it depends on context. I sometimes say ETH. I sometimes say F. I don't know. This is going to be a GIF GIF kind of situation over time, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it already is. F, ETH. I say ETH because of ETH. I say ETH when I'm talking about using the currency. So like, assume, you know, it's, it's, it, that costs me like 0.001 ETH to do that transaction, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll say F in context of like conference, like F Denver, F Amsterdam. I don't know. Ooh. I kind of use them interchangeably. I don't this know if I have a hard and fast rule. This is why non-English speakers hate us, Corey. Stuff like that. Like I use F whenever. I use ETH whenever. Like (laughs) this is why they're like, wait a second, what do you do with these words? Anyways, guys, welcome to the Bitcoin podcast. We're rambling. Uh, This is a show that's not about Bitcoin at all anymore. So we're glad you tuned in to get a wild surprise. We're talking about all kinds of crypto up in this piece, right? So um, there's a lot going on in crypto, but there's always a lot going on in crypto. Uh, if I could prognosticate, I think crypto is moving into an arena where it's going to be forced to go mainstream. And with that comes lots of consequences. Um, yeah, good and bad. I don't know, man. It's getting weird out there in the crypto waves. Um, so I think what I most recently saw, which kind of made my eye, sometimes I did my eyebrow goes up when I see something. And I'm like, hmm, that doesn't, it's not passing the smell test was Coinbase's new activity when it comes to the token listings that they're putting on their platform, right? It's like all the, all the accusations of insider trading. Yes. Like it blew me up. Like it takes a lot of activity come in my news feed these days. And it blew up how Coinbase is just like, it's, it it's, I'm not going to say, I can't say it's front running. Cause I think I could probably be sued. Was that libel? No, libel's written. What's the not written one? The, the talking where well, you're saying bad stuff about people that I'm you have. Sure no, that's also libel. I thought libel was like slander. written lies. Slander. 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 Right? Yeah. I don't want to sue for slandering. You can, you Lightning. can. It's, it's usually frivolous, but it ends up being uh, just a waste of time for everyone. But Interesting. If, you, if you say something that you don't have evidence is true, it's called slander. Um, yeah. Slander man. <laughs> So I could just say that there's a word that rhymes with runt fronting that people are accusing Coinbase of doing. Well, we don't need to make any accusations. We can just talk about what, what went down in the Slack in terms of, I think, was it in the Slack that people were posting this stuff? It yeah. was. I saw it all over Twitter as well. I saw uh, main, What channel was it in? General? General. Uh, general. I saw some of the main there's personalities of down in general. that are relevant on Twitter talking about it as well. And it's just kind of weird how like Coinbase, well, one, I'd like to say that this very podcast Definitely did say this scenario was coming many, many years when I first noticed that their terms and conditions changed and the wording got so general and so vague. And I even remember when I was talking about it on the show when I was like, yeah, they put all those general words in there so they can go 180 degrees the opposite direction and start putting on all kinds of shit coins onto their uh, market and just start consuming transaction fees and 
uh, admin fees and all the other things that Coinbase charges. Isn't um, it like two million to list on Coinbase? No, we got listed without doing anything. No, it's not two million to list. Maybe it's two million dollars worth of their man hours, but it's just uh, you've got to go through their rigorous process of like being vetted, right? Oh, and it's just hard to believe that these two random shit coins, we'll call it, even though I kind of don't like that vernacular <clears throat> because it's not relevant anymore. About, about this, uh, I saw it all over Twitter, so it might not be in the Slack in the general channel maybe it's random maybe it's price talk but um yeah it's also sus when you have some coin that no one's ever heard about ever just pop up on the market and then remember when coinbase only had like a few coins when it was just like you know bitcoin Litecoin. i think that was back (laughs) i think it was back jesse when there was like a team of 15 they could afford to have scruples but now there's like a team of hundreds they're like we yeah, need that money. What is that? What kind of token is that? What is that? Banana leaf coin? List Banana it. Leaf List coin. it. Get ahead of it. List it. <laughs> um, I'd like to see, like, I want to see under their hood, like, what trading bot they're using. Because, like, when you when you trade on Coinbase, you can feel it. You know what I mean? No, I don't. See it and you can, can feel you it. Elaborate on that. Please? What do you mean, feel it? What do you mean? Yeah. You Where do you feel, feel you like feel the lack of liquidity on the buy or sell oh, okay. side, depending on how you play the order book? Okay. This came from Kobe. Like, I can share my screen here. Yeah. You feel the lack of liquidity. So it's yeah. like more of a gut feeling then. Like you feel yeah, it. Yeah, kind heart. of. Yeah. Cause like you know, like your shit's not executing fast and it's taking forever. And you see like trades disappearing on the on the opposite side of whatever uh, the side of the order book you're playing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. You can feel it. It's from Kobe, who's uh decently popular, six hundred sixty-eight thousand followers. Yeah, he's kind of popular. You know, he's kind of popular. All right, so here's a suited him. No backing to this, but if you want to look into it, found an F address that bought hundreds of thousands of dollars of tokens exclusively featured on the Coinbase asset listing post about twenty-four hours before it was published. So. See, this is us casually practicing to move into hashing it out, right? We're going to give you data and we're going to give you somewhere in between data and narrative. I mean, I'm just saying that data right there. 12-4-22. Okay. On the 4th of December, 2022. Right. What's the next picture? Where's that? How, do you work? How do you work this? And then this picture. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not the 4th of December. It's not the fourth of December. It's, it's how do you know that? There's the there's a thing here. I want to see it's April. April twelfth. Well, you can only assume he po- well he posted that yesterday. This is April first. Oh, April first. Okay. But like, there's no there's no address here. Give me Look more. Me. There is Give no address more. here. Whatever. All right. Well, it's an accusation that doesn't have a significant amount of evidence behind it because yeah. you can't dig into it. But this isn't the only one. And I'd imagine um, it'll get investigated. Dude, sometimes Coinbase list coins are like, here's a poo-poo doo-doo coin. And you're like, wait, huh? Who's who's on that project? And they're like, oh, it's the best project ever. Here, here's a five-minute video on them. Go to town. And it's just like, okay. 
But to that end, it's like it's almost like it's like uh, what is it? It's like uh, what do they call it? a double-edged sword? Where like they had do also have a lot of great assets on there that are viable with good teams. Well, then so it's, it's also like, like a, they built a reputation of being solid on ramp and foundation for people buying and selling crypto and storing it. Nah, storing it. Eh, customer support sucks. Uh, but in terms of a new friendly place to buy and sell crypto in the United States, it's one of few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know one thing. My my brother. IPO. My brother. Yeah, they IPO last year. So like they've got they've got some severe eyes on them now. Mm-hmm. And that's like if you think about that, that makes a little more sense on why they're adding so many assets. Because their motivations are very obviously aligned now mm-hmm. to stakeholders. Yep. And how do you get those? You trade a lot. Yep. So however they're able to legally add coins, they're going to legally add coins. And uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the previous um, harsh selection criteria that they used to have um, not so harsh necessarily anymore. there because they, weren't make, they, they can make more money doing something else. Or their internal process has gotten a lot better and their risk assessment has gotten a lot better to be able to handle more risky coins uh, so that they can be traded and they gain fees from those, which gain shareholders money. Do you think Brian Armstrong rides in a low rider? Like ice cube style? That dude isn't Jeez. having any... I, I, I would bet money that that dude's fun is real weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Why do you say How can real, you make that assumption? You mean you can look, hold up, pause. This is bigger than this conversation. You can look at a person and know how weird their fun is just by looking at them. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> okay, let's test this. All right. <laughs> um when you look at when you Sarah look at, Michelle you, Geller. Wait, what? Sarah okay. Michelle Geller, average weird. Average, average. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. She's wait, probably wait. she probably likes enjoying a glass uh-huh. of wine with her friends, have a nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice dinner. Okay, you're really good at this. That was that was pretty spot on of what I see her doing as well. Uh, Naomi Campbell. You're bleeding in. You're bleeding in some weird stuff here. Uh, surface level standard, but has a few kinks. They don't come out until later. <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do we? Do we? Do we? Do you? Yes. Do dude, Jesse. Boring, dude. What's Jesse's fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesse's fun is, is late night Discord sessions. Damn, he's he's got me. Because <laughs> I know I've seen he's you got do you them. He's got you pinned, Jesse. Late night Discord <laughs> is your kink. Uh, anyways, let's get back to what we're talking about here, and that is Coinbase is obviously maybe allegedly committing bullshit. Excuse my language. Bull, bull poop. Run that back. Can we add that out at least just so it looks like I haven't cussed in a couple of weeks? Um. All right. Let's. That's all I had to say about Coinbase. I think Coinbase is obviously positioning themselves to be the new Federal Reserve in this next century at some point, or the century after. I'll be dead. But obviously, they want to be a part of that action so that they're untouchable by anyone and they can just say what happens with crypto at all times in America. So um, that's what I'm talking about when it comes to mainstream consequences, right? 
we said we wanted mainstream, but with mainstream comes regulation. There's no way around that, right? People need to feel protected. They don't necessarily need to, quote unquote, know how that protection takes place, but they need to feel protected. And I think mainstream involves that. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion, right? I think that nobody, right? Like um, people just don't walk around thinking about how the protection takes place, but they love the feeling of it, right? Does that make? I know that. I know that uh, when I leave the U.S., I feel a different sense of <laughs> lack of security when I go to certain countries. Not the same feeling you get with like like a a definite, like, I do not feel a protective cloud around me kind of feeling. Yeah. Like, like, you know, you can't go outside after a certain time because you're in Mm -hmm. a sketchy part of a country. You know what I mean? You can do that here in America, dude. Yeah. But it's not the same. It's not the same. It's pretty the same. Go walk around well, Baltimore. I dare you. Okay. Okay. Well, I wouldn't recommend it. Especially not with your current haircut and glasses situation. Walking <laughs> around in certain parts of Baltimore might uh, not end. I, I say this because I lived in Baltimore and I have experience. Yeah. He did live in Baltimore. He knows. And I did a project in Baltimore. And let me tell you something. They don't even like if you like the same things that they like. That's 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 what that's what lets you know. Like, don't, you're like, oh yeah, I like the Baltimore Ravens too. They're like, I don't give a damn about what you like. You're like, uh, <laughs> I thought we were gonna we were gonna have a conversation. Um, okay, moving aside from that, Corey, I know you had some things you wanted to you know, shoot the shoot the jabber. You want to jabber jaw about? <laughs> shoot the Kinda, jabber I want to hear Jesse. Uh, I'm not allowed to curse, bro. Leave me, leave me be. <laughs> Try as like hard it. as I can. I like this. Made up cuss words. I like this. I'm trying to do the same thing as like Declan gets older and starts repeating the things I say and my wife. Yeah. So we have to try and stop cussing as That's much good. at least. Yeah. So trying to trying to the say expletives thing. in new ways um, yeah. that aren't really expletives has, has been interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah, I hired Jesse. Jesse works for me now. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, kind of want to hear about his experience about like. Now you work at a crypto company for you me. Guys are, you guys are working. <laughs> Why do you guys say it like that for me? <laughs> Did you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, yeah, Audience. I, I, before be realistic. Like we're working I'm, together. Like he yeah. is, he's, he's like, he's, he's enabling me to do what like I have to do. I'm ghostwriting everything. Like <laughs> Audience and pay close attention to the petty effect here. Jesse went from long line hair to straight up chiseled. Yeah, I had nothing to, to do with any of this. I'm he trying went, to, I'm trying to, I'm trying, well, I had to cut off my hair, right? Cause it was, it was untenable, right? The whole shampoo. I deal. don't agree. It was a it was a deal breaker, right? I've seen plenty of like I've I've seen plenty of lion hair pulled off. So so wait, let me let me circle back to answer right, question. Working, working at status is pretty fucking awesome. Uh I'll curse because you guys can't. I don't have children. Um yeah, no, it's really cool. Um it's like everybody knows what they need to do without even like needing somebody above everybody to really shout from the I guess mountaintop, but I think that working remote is interesting. It feels like, like if I feel motivated, you know, in a way that working a normal meat space job, I I'd never felt 
this aligned and motivated to do my job mm. because because there's like actual meaning involved versus just kind of like i guess doing what you have to do to make the dollars does that make sense i hope you're not just blowing smoke up my ass you feel no, I'm really i'm really not <laughs> seriously i'm not i'm not, I'm not shitting no. you Corey, like, like I feel like I'm playing a game, right? Like I feel like I'm PVPing with people as my job, like, and the work is like the game, you know? Not because like, I, at I all, like, actually. all the games I like playing, like everybody's too old. <laughs> they have families, right? Mm-hmm. They have children, right? And so, like, if I recontextualize work as being like a, the PVP game, and I get to like hang out with people who are friends and just work on stuff. Like taking down bosses, like reframing all that. No, it's PvP because you know once we once we once we push stuff out, it'll be PvP. Oh, you're talking about the other P is other other projects. Other projects, project and project. Yeah. PvP profit project be project. That's good. That's another quotable from this show. PvP. No, it's fun. So, yeah. Not blowing, no, not blowing smoke up your ass. Congratulations. How how different is it compared to your meat space? No. Now no. you're in the beyond the, meat space. The personal ah, it's brandable. Like projections of what the job would be before you started. No, I just knew it would be like this. You did? Yeah. What how'd you know? Because like people well, I, who listen to us. Yeah, like uh, there's a, I'd, I'd imagine there's a good portion of them that think about quitting their job and and going full time into crypto. Well, now, here, here's the thing: I would never like status, but like going yeah. into this industry, you have preconceptions, and some no. of them, sometimes they're met, sometimes they're not. No, because here's the thing: like I know what the reality is, like working on the application layer, because like I have friends who work on the application layer, and that is a shithole. Like, what do you say? Really. It's a cesspool. Why? Because the amount of greasing palms you have to do in order to get your shit, like depending on what you're doing, like DeFi, NFT, whatever the thing is, like it's just, it can get grimy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, cause you, you, when you're running a ragtag group of people who are trying to like create real projects on the application layer, you are limited by the tooling available based on the L1 you select, right? And you deal with all the dynamics, pros and cons of all of the people who are building things that you don't have the time and money to build in a way that you believe in them, right? Mm. And so case in point, specifically like on Solana, you have no choice but to potentially modify Metaplex to push out NFTs. You have no choice but to grease the palms of secondary marketplaces who do large volumes, like transactional volumes of NFTs. And it gets grimy, man. Like, so like I've seen what that might look like because friends like, you know, they tell me they're like, Hey, like, I don't really like what I'm doing, but like, I have to, I have to make money. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that would be exactly how I felt working my meat space job. Right. Which is, I'm not really, I'm not aligned, right? Like I don't mind working a job for money, but what I mean is that the ideology has to be there for me to really care. 
if that's not there, then like, I can't, like, I can't tap my work hard. I can't tap my grind. If I care, if you can get me to care, then I mean, sky's the limit. Right. And, you know, me working, you know, post the MCAT working on dad, Dow, that was my grind. Like I really enjoyed that. And had mm-hmm. I not gotten the opportunity to work with Corey, I'd probably still be grinding that shit. Cause that shit is like the ideology is there. Yeah. I think that's the plight of like all people in our, I think Corey and I are at the top of that age group, but, and you're near the bottom or the middle of that age group, Jesse, but like mm-hmm. you have to feel fulfillment from the work that you do. That didn't used to be a thing. It's a thing now. Why, is that? Um, Why do you think that changed? Over education in society. No, I think security, security vanished. And then you realize that if there are no, you know, I think security vanished because of the overeducation of society. And it's tough to say security vanished because security vanished because value in the US, it it disappeared decades ago. Real value. Production went away. We have no fabrication. Like in terms of value didn't go away. The value manufacturing and foundry stuff, that's gone to China. We're not a production economy anymore. We're a service economy. But the people that are benefiting from the fact that we're a service economy refuse to let the public know that. So the public is still operating under the uh, pretenses that it is a production economy, knowing that their actual go to job, do stuff, productivity is leading, is just being leached out into the wealthy people that understand this is a service economy. Right. China's a service economy. The U.S. is a service economy. Some China's a hybrid, right? China's hybrid. They're not service. Yeah. Yeah. But their production economy is basically slave labor. So, I mean, that's kind of like. <clears throat> oh, shit. Dude. I mean, China has their fingers. Look at our metrics. China doesn't listen to us very much. All right, cool. I don't think China's listening to what we say, but China's definitely a service <laughs> economy as well. And I think that. That's where the fulfillment of gone, Corey, is that um, you've got a bunch of stupid, educated people like, sorry, I don't I don't mean I mean, stupid like slang, like rappers would use it, like mad, you're mad educated, son. We mad educated out here. And then we <laughs> see that switch up real quick. Shit was dope. Anyway, uh, like really highly educated society. Right. That was told I get education. I go be productive. I get paid. Well, the society isn't dependent on your productivity anymore. Depending upon the services it provides the globe. So what do you do? Well, there's just a discrepancy of of service, like service quality that we offer here. And you can get the same thing in from like India for you know a third of the price, right? So and depending on how specialized you become, then you become really worth your whatever dollar is associated with how much you actually can produce in terms of services. But the broad I would say a lot of people are doing jobs in the U S that could be outsourced for much cheaper. It's just that they don't, they're not specialized. They're just, mm-hmm. they're just pencil pushers. Is that what they call them? Not anymore. iPad tappers. To, yeah. That used to be the term called tappers. Now. IPad All right. So yeah. Tappers. Okay. Let's, 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 let's circle back a little bit. You said that like, I like this company was able to appeal to your ideals. Made you give a shit. Yeah. I, how does crypto like why is crypto do that like why why would why would someone join this industry to be fulfilled and 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 how are they not going to be subsequent to the same level of 
churn and pencil pushing that like they'd experience in, you know, meat space or everyday traditional jobs. Well, let's, let's look at a specific meat space job. Let's look at my previous job, right? I worked commercial construction. You know how the money is made in commercial construction? I think D does. Yeah. So do you, do you like the way that money is made in commercial construction? You know, at the, at the, at the end of it, you need Hispanic labor. You need people who are off the books laboring, oh, right? Here in America. About? Nobody does. So, so let's be real. Totally right? legit. And let's, mean? let's, let's look at the way that, you know, the money actually moves. You have, you know, the development group who, you know, what percentage of the stack that they throw at a, at a project is much, is way smaller than it used to be. Most of the money still comes from banks, right? So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, banks are running the timetables on everything. Um, the development group sells to the bank the idea that they can flip this development property to a, a bigger sucker, right? And then, then that bigger sucker thinks that they can rent out, like we're talking apartment complexes, right? So let's say that, you know, development group says, you know, we have a track record of creating apartment complexes for low income people. We know the ins and outs of um, the government subsidy programs that are associated with like, you know, HUD stuff. So we can put together this $12 million stack. We can flip this for a property that's worth, I don't know, $16 million to somebody, somebody, some sucker. They'll rent it out to low-income folks who are minorities, and they'll get, you know, over a 20, 30-year period, they'll project it out, right? Mm. Such that, you know, eventually somebody makes money off of essentially the lowest rung of society, right? Hispanic laborers and the lower, lower less educated people i'm very happy you got out of this line of work by the way you're so matter of fact about some very dark shit but keep going keep going yeah no so that was my job right it was it was figuring out how to efficiently produce that dynamic right and i'm just like yeah you're not fucking paying me one you're not paying me enough because my wage was the same as it was in the 90s and so like this is shit i hate this and two like which is actually it it comes in front of one is I hate this shit. It makes me feel bad. Mm. You don't feel I like can, that's I the can, case for for non-traditional for jobs in crypto. For well, no, it depends. It depends what organization it is, right? Not all organizations agree. in crypto are created the are, are created equally. So how do you figure that out? I think it's you look at you look at you look at why you look at you look at the the basic questions like why are they doing that what are they doing to do that you know like you you try and figure out okay what's the game that they're gaming here right where's the money coming in why is it coming in what are they building how are they trying to siphon that money to make more money is it something i can get behind right you know we can we can play around with the all of the different motifs that the rick and morty episodes kind of string together the bleep bloop shit you know uh we can talk about how i don't know just you know rick and morty has a lot of fun shit to it simply Mm -hmm. because like they hit upon the grimiest parts of the way our society works and yeah i think that everybody kind of knows that we need to figure out some better shit because this shit's (laughs) kind of shit Right? everybody's so like, got that general in the back of their head right after they drink coffee they're like man we need to fix it. Like the cat with the newspaper 
So it's like, let's, some you know, in, in the way that I view my participation within status as an organization, it's like, huh, get to get to change things Corey, potentially. Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry. Production so, stuff. yeah. Um, I think you're right, Jess. I think that naturally, I think what I don't know, Corey, if you remember this back in 2015, we we interviewed a guy. Um, his name starts with the C now, so many moons ago. But he talked about the opportunity for a dual renaissance. He's like, We're going in two directions. Going- <laughs> oh my god. What is what you say, Jesse? We need to fix this shit. We need, yeah, seriously. We need to do different. Everybody knows that something's wrong, and there's a lot of some things that are wrong. So let's start, let's start making differences. It's like um he talked about the opportunity of a dual renaissance and then he said, Hey, but first we don't need to, we gotta, we gotta avoid blowing ourselves off the planet first. And he was like, every once in a while you have a dual renaissance, which is when you have equal movement and magnitude in technology and artistry and the humanities at the same time. And, um, I feel like humanity's trying to get there. But then I also feel like whenever I turn on the news and it's like, yeah, Russia's definitely killing babies. We know for a fact there's not much anybody's going to do about it, but it's going down. Babies getting blown up as we speak. Uh, and there's a whole lot of raping going on in Africa that's going to lead to babies being blown up, too. It's like, again, again, the same exact storyline again. It's like it's like the same thing that's happening again. Uh, this will be the third time now. So it's like. um but if not, then what happens, in my opinion, uh, I'm a PhD, I'm no doctor or anything, but whenever you've got more, you've got all this technology affording you time, you have this human, hu- massive human effort or energy placed in just being human, right? We're talking about the humanities here, art, music, uh, expanding on what we know from math, therefore expanding on what we know in science. Um, then you get a massive step change in how society works. And I think that we're living during what could be the beginning of that. I mean, at least Silicon Valley is trying to sell every single child on the planet that they're a creator. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, a, dead end. That's, just uh, that's a long burn dead end. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I was an interview I was doing for another show that I am on and mm-hmm. It was like somebody's really hard selling. They're like, we want our creators to use our platform. And then I was like, yeah, but what do you do about the reality that not everyone's a creator? They're like, yeah, they are everyone. And I'm like, no, it's the same thing that we just brought up earlier. Like, like, one in four Americans have a college degree when it used to be like in the early, or like late, late 80s, early 90s, it used to be one in 20 had a college degree. So now you have people who have, you know, the piece of paper that is commensurate to have com- having completed like some degree of i don't know curricula mm-hmm. risk, like that's correlative to whatever their major is but the reality is like where do they even plug in like where are the jobs that they can actually use one use what they've learned and then two you're right i mean some people just have the degree because they were just pushed through right mm-hmm. so this like cory of the three of us here you're the most, you got the most degrees. Why did you choose to get all three? Why did you choose to go all the way to legendary when you could have just beat the game on normal? Um, because the work that I wanted to do required it. The level of understanding that I wanted in a given field 
required me to go that far. There's also a challenge that was, um, I figured if I could get a PhD in quantum dynamics, I can basically do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Did that play out well for you? So far, it's working. Nice. <laughs> so far, it's working. <laughs> so far, so good. You so- want to you know why I got my degree? <laughs> why? One of the motivations. I know it wasn't to do what you told us earlier because that was some I, dark stuff. I, I had a <laughs> I had a fifth grade teacher who told me you suck at math. And then I found out that engineering like uses a lot of math. And I was like, I'm doing that. Bro, you suck at working for me. <laughs> I was so excited. So when wait I, a second. I finished my degree. I was like, fuck you, lady. That's like that's like fighting game psychology, like. Somebody got a perfect on you in round one. So now you're studying the game guide to never lose to them ever again. Is that what's happening right now? I mean, honestly, when, I, I like it when people say I can't do something because then I just do it. I was it told something similar in, in middle yeah. school yeah. and in high school. In high school, I was told I shouldn't take AP courses because I'm not smart enough. Fuck, yeah. fuck those people. And they also told them you're <laughs> never going to have a full beard and look at this guy go. <laughs> on accident. <laughs> not even trying. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, that got, that was an interesting, uh, conversation. We kind of jumped into something deep there, but, um, how does that turn in? How does that, what I think this, 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 uh, folds into crypto because crypto is finding out at a very, very accelerated rate that, um, the (laughs) human aspect of it is what gives it value. I think. Right. Um, it just feels so obvious to me. Why is that such a revelation? It's, it's such a revelation, revelation because I think that some people don't realize how powerful human consensus is. They don't get it. They haven't lived through it. They don't I guess understand. I've it. spent, I it's, guess we spent the past, what, 10 years thinking about the concept of like what gives this thing value. Yeah, and it's it's kind of innate. I already to fucking us. knew that. I don't know why. Like, what the fuck? Like, why is everybody pointing this thing out? Well, like, like, a lot of people don't that. think about money in the first place. Like, where money comes from? They don't know. It's not backed by gold. They don't know how it's printed. They don't, all they know is they work for it and buys and buys their groceries and pays their bills. That's it. People are really indoctrinated in, into that social construct of the way that they earn money is going to a nine to five. Like that is for sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. why people are maintained like are like. We'll always be poor. They always think that way. You'll always be poor. There's reasons for that, yeah. though, Jesse. Is that is that because at that point in society, having that level of structure and rigor leads to predictability, forecasting, planning, like assigning, like it leads to good things throughout society. But however, when that fabric starts to erode, you got to start rethinking things. You have to. Uh, um, here's a, here's a question then, based on this based on this conversation. Will we ever get to a point where the world can run, where the majority of people are not literally exchanging their time and effort for for money? Yeah. Have you seen Star Trek? The Federation runs like that. Sure, but that's a made up world. Hey, sci-fi turns. Have you seen Have you seen what a smartphone is? Have you seen Have you seen what a tablet looks like in Star Trek? Yeah, but like the, the ideals of humanity. Yeah. And greed. Yeah. Are seem to be outside of the Federation, which isn't necessarily true. There's a few episodes where that's not necessarily like where they have some internal strife and there's yeah. some, some, uh, corruption, but like, yeah, 
reality is, I think, a little grosser than this. It's 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 a, it's a beautiful right. ideal, but yeah. humans are human. I think that there are a select group of people. Like, for instance, there are people who pop onto Discord and language servers that I'm a part of, right? And these people see see the illusion for what it is mm. and realize if we could all just fucking utopia mode, which like you said, is not gonna it's not gonna be nah. it's not gonna be a reality for everybody. No. But I think that if you have a small select group of people who are hyper aware, they'll they'll understand. Like they'll understand you don't really need money as long as they have like a combined tre treasury, like a co-op that pays out everything that they might ever need. But it's like a hyper, you know, a hyper aware group of very intellectual people. I think that could, that could exist within the grossness of reality. Sure. Is that uh, the, the next question there is like, is the exhaust of that hyper aware group uh, a net negative on society as a whole? Not sure. Right. And so like, if you think about, you know, I guess thermodynamics, right? Sure. Like, like entropy yeah. always increases. Sure. Like, like you can, you can, you can decrease the entropy of a given system, but if you look at it from a, a global perspective, there's always yeah. a, a total increase in entropy. So like yeah. are people living this way at the cost of others? And if so, is that fair? I think there is no way to not get past that. I think for, for us to so live better, at the end of the day, somebody else has to suffer. People at the bottom are going to get fucked. Well, here's the thing. If everybody wants to get to the same level as the people who are like at the top, then yeah, it's not sustainable. It will always feel that way. But if everybody like made homes out of mud tomorrow, right? And just was satisfied with rice and beans. And we, you know, like, again, this is like some ideal, uh, like ideal, like, fake shit, right? That will never happen. <laughs> like if we all, if we all forewent air conditioning, which I, I will not want to for one, I do that. Um, you know, I think resources wise and contraception and education, like you had to fire on all the cylinders, right. Yeah. To make these people really figure out like they, they have, like, there's no way to take everybody because there are some real dumb people who don't get it. Aaron, Aaron overheard a conversation the other day uh, when she went to urgent care. She has some allergy stuff going on. Aaron's my wife. Um, and uh, some lady was uh, complaining about uh, her, her foot was hurting. And the, the person helping her was like, which foot? Right, your right or your left? And she's like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It's like your right or your left foot? She's like, which one is... Like she, this one, my, my right one, she points to her left. She's like, the lady didn't know the difference between her right and left. Mm. How old These people that? have made it into adulthood and have it killed themselves or died on accident. Mm. <laughs> but, but they have value, right? Everybody has value. Yeah. What yeah. value does that person have? Inspiration. I'm going to agree with you. I agree with you. Else. Everyone has value. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's equal. But I think I think it's like that's the whole point of that crypto could bring. It's slap on a metric for intangible worth. Because not like intelligence isn't the only thing that produces like real value in this world. Somebody could be she's probably a mother to somebody. Right. Daughter to and, somebody. And and the love she provides like makes somebody do something impactful and positive 
net positive potentially for the world. But there's a dystopia to that same vision that I'd, yeah, I'd like 100%. to be mindful of. And that is Dude, we quantify why, a bunch of intangibles. That's why you um, go 50-50 like me, man. You got some, you got some gross people that are going to take advantage of that. Equal enough. Like I am yeah. curious about like, if just take for instance, like what we're building at status, right? Sure. Um, we'll know more about this later, but like if we, if we add the ability to quantify social value yep. within a community. Yeah. Are we doing black mirror type shit? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Is that, is that the inevitable consequence because we can't stop certain behaviors we're not going to try to stop certain behaviors i'm telling you you got to watch the the two back-to-back two-parter episode when deep space nine with the with the uh what was it <laughs> the ghetto, oh, deep space nine next listen, generation listen. i don't think the audience is shocked at all that we like science fiction storylines and themes i think they're very oh, yeah, dude, video games like, and science sci-fi and yeah, like yeah the argument is not whether or not star trek is great it's whether or not next generation is better than deep space nine, <laughs> which it obviously is <laughs> I um I'm 50 50. Good. I think that like I'm a 50 50 individual. I think that the chaos is structured in such a way that if I were to walk outside of my house and assault somebody in the face at that same time on the planet, someone else is giving someone something out of the kindness of their heart. It's just just it's just you believe in karmic karmic uh there's a it's called something in psychology uh, like, like the good uh, the good something the good earth hypothesis. By the way, I think that. This is this is why Batman is such a good hero's villains are great. It's the old two-faced mentality. I'm gonna flip a coin. If it's an X on the back, sorry, you're gonna get blasted in the face with this John Gotti. If I flip a coin and it's not an X, congratulations, you get to live today. Everything is just. I don't think everything that's oh, it's called the just world hypothesis. It came to me just now. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. That's exactly I wrote about it. But it's a yeah, it's a fallacy, like you know. <laughs> so it's a fallacy? Yeah. It's a fallacy, yeah. Well, not in my brain. So <laughs> they're gonna do whatever they can to optimize their local environment mm-hmm. and and themselves and the people and the people and things they care about. Some mm-hmm. people are um, that that scope is larger for some than others, and they're gonna mm-hmm. use what tools they have available to them to do mm-hmm. that to opt to, to leverage their ability to do that as best they can. Yeah. We're building tools that that increase the options and power of their leverage. I think, I think to to your point, Corey, things could go really bad and then get really good because like in life, I don't believe things are 50, 50, but I do believe that the pendulum always swings back. Right. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's consequences to this because it's way more transparent. Yeah. Um, people have options to leave this, these like, yeah. for instance, like I, I, I call blockchain systems. So like asshole resistant, right. It, they try, yeah. like they, they seek to reduce the ability of an asshole to have influence on, um, the greater part of their community. And expose it when they do. So if you give people options, Mm -hmm. they can leave when they have been exposed to the behaviors of a given asshole Mm -hmm. or extradite them from their community. If we build those tools correctly. Because right now, assholes are being assholes and we can't do nothing about it. Yeah. So I'm curious. I have a question. If it gets better. Like, I hope it does. Does. So this is something I, I guess I my, too, Corey. my question is you can have a totally operant society and a group of people community <coughs> with very heavily monitored and constrained 
design, define, or whatever you want to say, central entities. Right? So, does crypto get to the point where that has to be necessary? For example, what I'll give no, a real life example. I'll give a real life example. I don't think it needs to be. Hold on, let me give a real example. life example. And then you say, for example, flying a plane, mm-hmm. flying commercial planes. Mm-hmm. Right? Not every human on the planet needs to know how to do it, have the skills, care, but we have very trusted entities that assure that the people that get behind the sticks in a plane are going to both take off and land that plane and everybody aboard. In fact, they call them souls around the globe. Every person who steps onto an airplane is called a soul at that point in time. Mm. Is going to get off the ground and back on the ground. We don't need everybody on the planet to know how to do that because what you'll get is like fireworks every night of planes. Just there's another one. Oh, it's like mosquitoes running into each other. There goes another one. Right. So we've got very centralized, regulated, constrained design. All the things that that are involved structure is applied to that technology. Okay. Your immediate response was like, no, we don't need that in crypto. I don't understand what you mean by centralized. Like I think D like you can't imagine, like if you if you don't look at what's being done, it's hard to imagine something better. And it's like just imagine like BitTorrent D, like people sharing pirated content, like movies, random songs, books, right? Of their own volition. They're not getting paid. Nobody got paid until Justin Sun, you know, bought it from Bram Cohen. But you know what I mean? Like nobody got paid. It's just, yeah, honestly, everybody's just sharing information just for the sake of sharing it, right? Mm-hmm. And so like you have these fragmented systems where they become whack-a-mole, right? Like, yeah, you know, FBI or whatever can take somebody's computer down or whatever. But I mean, it's a, I guess it's the system is dynamic enough that you can spring it back up and you can start back up again. Yeah. But here's the thing, um, the answer, like to, 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 but he's talking about a specialization. Yeah. He's talking about like, and in order to specialize, air tower. you guys get me, you guys get me. You're going to have to like, like the further down the hole you go with specialization, the low, the smaller amount of people that are able to participate in yeah. the conversations that are required at that level, yeah. which is a, I guess, form of centralization of information. How do you check that? Is inherent. And so, yeah, that happens now and today. You, in let, crypto. you let it be extensive, right? You said what? that i'm an example of something like this like the people who build zero knowledge circuits for some of the privacy tech we're doing they're an example of that the question is like how do we mitigate the negative effects we see elsewhere of this type of specialization and that's typically through transparency but how can you how can they check you when they don't even understand right oh okay good that's why the cookbook um, is really types useful. of information that can be shared. The people who use the results of these things understand how they should work. Then people who are not, maybe not the ultimate specialists of a system can design the ways of checking it to make sure it works appropriately. Mm. And those people will do that. Especially when money's involved. Specialization. That's interesting, man. I wish we had a good marker out there. I was listening to that. Like it's like flipping. It's not centralization. It's specialization. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> well, you, when you say centralized, when you say centralized, you have to talk about the context of centralization and why it's happening. Mm-hmm. I and agree. I don't disagree. Then think about saying, what we got to make it brandable, baby. We got to sell it to the smoothies. Well, I'm not. I don't care. Like it's like <laughs> stop saying the word by itself. It's stupid. Everyone should just stop saying the word by itself. It's you almost say like it's almost like decentralization, right? Something you have to context it. Yeah. Okay. I. So otherwise, you just you just you just memeing, which is forcing a particular memeing. emotion around a topic, without any, mm. any like without any explanation, right? True. That's why it's so viral. You make people feel That's something right. about something without telling them anything about it. It's very meta. I think memes can be a good thing too. Sure. If the emotion is appropriate for the context, it's just, it's, it's, it's the smallest form of information you can spread, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's packaged with, with, with an emotion. We talk about some deep stuff here on the Bitcoin podcast. I'm not going (laughs) to. That's like, if you think about specialization. Yeah. Like that's it. That's an interesting thing. I don't know. I don't call it a paradox, but like, um, if you, I've, I've been thinking a lot about like the spread of information in general and mm-hmm. like specialization of the people who are, who need to be involved to absorb it. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the very top, like the most spreadable form of information to people is a meme because it's yeah. the smallest packet of information, which is here's an emotion about a, an idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you feel something about this thing. That's it. Right. And that's easy to spread because it's very easy for humans to feel and not think. And as you go down further and further and further down, it, like the spread of information, you get to like heavy, heavy, heavy specialization. So like, we'll talk when exact. I want to have a conversation with someone and communicate with them about the intricacies of exact quantum dynamics and how you do that on supercomputers. I can think of maybe three people in the world that can do that at the level that I'd like that I'm capable of doing it. So like the further you go with the complexity of information that you need to spread, the smaller amount of people you can spread it to because it requires a certain level of understanding for to, to, for them to even absorb that information. They'll just break it. Like if you give them too much. It, it's hitting a brick wall. Nothing happens. So like that's that's what we met in all of our early days of of trying to convince people about Bitcoin is we were throwing complex words at a brick wall because all of the stuff required to get there was mm-hmm. what, what they weren't there yet. It was too specialized. And all this time people have been trying to dumb it down and memify it. That's why the media only talks about illicit use of crypto. Dude, that's oh all they understand. God. Right. I watched, oof. I watched the worst opinion piece on crypto on the Young Turks this morning. I was trying to, I just turned on a TV, trying to zonk out. That's what their audience understands easy. (sighs) Dude, I was like, wow. Wow. How's it 10 years now and still nobody is bridging that gap? And it could just be money that's causing that gap to have no bridge. Right? Some people spend money, so money can't be spent. That's deep. Think about it. Think about it. (laughs) Marinate on it. Uh, but that could be what it is. So, anyways, um, we should wrap it up. It's an hour here. We should wrap it up. Always practice safe sex, everyone. Um, it'll keep you protected. 
so earlier in the episode, we talked about something that's kind of growing more slowly near and dear to our heart with the community that we're building, which is very awesome at the Bitcoin podcast Slack and Dad Dow. Dads are rolling in. Um, but if you found yourself in a situation where you feel like you're working for a production economy that doesn't exist, it could be that you need to just think about a different gig. And boy, oh boy, uh, I'd like to show you something. Are you working in a job that sucks bows? Does your job suck and ergo your life? Do you want to change that because your life is sucking? Join the TBP Slack. Get a better job. Yeah, so it's all there in the commercial. (laughs) You can join the Slack and there's a high likelihood that you'll find yourself in a more fulfilling, engaging environment like um, Jesse here. No, I'm pretty fucking lucky, dude. Yeah. I don't think anybody has a job like I have a job right now. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Are you going to get Corey like best boss ever mugs? And no, I'm fucking not going to get him a mug. Why not? I'm giving him a shirt or not a shirt, the hat thing. You know, everybody gets a hat who helped with the podcast. Okay, best boss in a year. See how that goes. <laughs> it's been, so it's only going to get worse. I can, I can imagine. A couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to wrap this puppy up with thank you for enjoying this episode of the Bitcoin podcast. Uh, we're rounding out the end of the tenure of the Bitcoin podcast episode 400. We're calling it a day. You know what I'm thinking? We can launch hashing out before we finish the Bitcoin podcast, but that's up to you guys. We've got to talk about that off the air. Um, quick things that we're into right Website, now. baby. Absolutely. Go to the Bitcoin podcast.com. Join the slack. Uh, get in on the conversation. Uh, we're trying to get to a thousand members before we get to ten thousand because that's how numbers work. Um, <laughs> and then you can go, you can also go to daddow.org um, and you could become a dad uh, very soon. Uh, you will be able to mint a dad token and that will engage you in all the very awesomeness that is the dad dow. Um, I don't want to go into details before the town hall which is on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern time. For those of you that would like to join uh, DadDow, go to daddow.org, join the Discord. I will let you know, though, after the Mint, your first joining of the Discord is going to be moot because you're not going to be allowed to do anything in the Discord. You don't have a Dad token. Uh, that's running on the Algo network. So that's just hey, Did you up. see me six? I think Algo uh, Andy posted that. Say what now? No, what did you say, Corey? What did you say, Jesse? Nothing. Corey said Alka Rizzle, which is a rapper from the South, Louisiana to be exact. And then Jesse, you said, did you see that post about Me6? Yeah, Me6. Me What's that? You know, Me6, the Discord bot, they're like really widely oh, integrated yeah. as they a generalized a Discord now, bot. Right? Yeah. And they're they're collaborating with, um, you know, basically the blue chips and Ethereum. Mm. So. So what does that mean? Just again. The, that's a fire under your butt for dad Dow, all those people oh yeah 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 for sure because they're building too and they've got a lot more it's a lot of people building. yeah they got a lot more human energy behind them so um what else do you got going here Corey? do, do you got anything going you want to plug plug yourself i'm gonna be gone for the rest of the year okay. <laughs> the rest of the month uh i'm gonna be in amsterdam <laughs> giving talks um at the trust Act security conference i tell you to join but uh it's sold out 
Um, are we sponsoring that? Shouldn't we throw that up? Yeah, this was we're like- going to be sponsoring it. Um, oh, we did? Yeah. And yeah. Um, Look at us. The talks will be recorded. We'll be sure to share them um, Good uh, whenever they're does. out. And I'll share my slides. And I'm doing panels and then I'm doing a workshop. I'll share their slides for the workshop or the video of it. And then after that, me and Jesse will be in uh, Dubai for the status all hands. And after that, mm-hmm. I expect we'll have quite a few things to talk about because many things are going to be getting like soft released at the status all hands. And I'll be talking more about the work that me and Jesse are doing soon after that. So nice. like buckle up. Nice, man. Nice. Um, or just go look at our GitHub and you can figure it out yourself. Yeah, you could do that. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this puppy up. We want to thank you guys for listening to another episode. Tuning in. Um, looking forward to hanging out with you in Slack. Looking forward to hanging out with you in Discord. Um, that's a wrap. We're going to cut this one. Play the out.